Good morning. I felt like talking about the topic of toxic people. I often hear this when I'm listening to health podcasters, that one of the things to do in life uh, is to eliminate gluten and go out into the sunshine and avoid toxic people or get rid of them from your life or at least spend as little time with them as possible. And I've often had this mixed feeling about that phrase because, yes, I want to get rid of toxins from my environment and some people do seem to have a toxic effect on one another but what does that really mean and how do you define a toxic person and are they really toxic or is it me if it's if it's related to me is it me who's seeing them in a way who's perceiving them in a way that is based on my baggage and my patterns and is not objectively the case or it's an interplay of those two things or what is it and does one is the healthy thing to do to simply move away from them spend as little time as possible with them or is the healthy thing to do to learn to reframe and adapt and find them less toxic and I think the conclusion is it's a mixture of both those things from childhood up until not that long ago, maybe into my 40s, I don't exactly know, I remember having certain really strong aversions to people. And they were often, um, compl- they were so strong, they were undeniable. And they were very convincing to me. There wasn't any talking about them or thinking my way out of them or I didn't even entertain doing such a thing. I just went, I don't like that person. I don't want to be around them. And I was curious about why that person, what was it? But I wasn't that curious and I would make up some reason. It would, I would have a logical reason. But I think under it all, I would suspect, yeah, but the logical reason may not be the real reason. And as years went by, my curiosity about this phenomenon grew. And then there was a time not that long ago, over the last maybe three to four years, where I went more into the new agey, the spiritual, the shamanic, the studying the spiritual um, habits and practices of Native Americans and Aboriginals and thinking about connection and how important human interaction and human connection is in evolution and for our health um, interrelatedness and tribe and all those things are really supportive of health and are a necessary component of our health behaviors along with food and movement and everything else and so I guess I began to be a little bit more curious and also I began to discredit my aversions because I started to be well, I'll use the word contaminated by this idea that there should be no such thing as those aversions to people, that we all should live in brotherhood and love and everyone is acceptable and everyone is wonderful and everyone um, is born perfect and we all must love each other unconditionally all the time, which... Anyway, I won't go into what I think of that right now. Um, And I tried to marry that idea with how I genuinely felt. So I became 
even more aware of my aversions and I I have landmark aversions in my life. I mean, I can remember three particular teachers from my high school days that I hated with an absolute passion. If I even thought of them, I would become incensed with rage. And there are other people in my life that had that effect on me. But notably, there was one person who I actually dated for a while And the aversion didn't come on until I'd been dating him for about three weeks. And then all of a sudden, one evening after we'd had a dinner party, and he came up to give me a hug. And in that moment, I hated him. (laughs) And the logic, I mean, the observations I made were, I can just remember he'd taken a, a mouthful of rice on the way across to hug me and he was still chewing the mouthful of rice and I got a whiff of the smell of rice and the auditory effect of chewing while I was being hugged and I don't know if that I mean how can I say that's the reason I don't know but I know that was the trigger and I know from that point on I couldn't stand the sight of him and yet I didn't have the words the skills the understanding what to say and how to do to to just end the relationship on that because I felt like I was crazy. I felt like how can you quite like someone and enjoy their company and be happy to have a relationship with them one minute and then because of a mouthful of rice find them absolutely abhorrent and repellent. How is that possible? You must be crazy and I discredited myself and I didn't know how to explain it to him or to me and so I just continued in that relationship for another three weeks which was a complete disaster um, because I was hiding my true feelings to myself and to him and to the world and discrediting them. And I look back and I think, well, the rice may have been nothing to do with it or it may have been everything to do with it, but that really doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. What's relevant is I felt it and it was my duty to speak my truth and I didn't. And that's why it resulted in a lot of churny, horrible emotions. And that sort of things happened to me um, since then where I've just gone to things, I've gone to workshops, it's usually at workshops where there's a group of people and there'll be just one or two people there that I think, I just do not like that person. And I went through that same process as I did with that ex-boyfriend was, no, you can't not like them, they're perfectly all right, um, and, and suppress my feelings, which... I know gives me a sick, tight feeling in my chest and I know that it's harmful to me and that I'm denying myself. And part of me is not because I'm aware of the aversion and the aversion is strong so I'm letting it happen. But that denial of the aversion is the toxicity that these people have. And I, I've been trying to be logical and find a, a, a justification for not liking that person. But really, my aversion, now that I'm all polyvagal theoried, is my neuroceptors are telling me that person is a threat. And I'm going into a, a fight response because this is anger. This is not I want to run away and fear. Well, it, it is I want to avoid them. But I actually more strongly than I want to avoid them 
well, at least as strongly, I want to push them away. I want to physically go up to them and push them out of my life and out of my circle and physical location. That's my urge. And if my neuroceptors are telling me that, then it's my job to listen to them. That is survival. If you don't listen to your neuroceptors telling you, warning you of danger, then you're not a survivor. And I may not know the exact reason. I may not know, be able to explain in logical terms what it is about that person that is toxic. But I need to trust my instinct. I absolutely need to trust it. One of the things that puzzles me, though, or has puzzled me, is that a lot of these people I've had aversions to because in my mind I was thinking, well, yeah, there's psychopaths and there's people who are trying to cheat you and there's people who are uh, trying to rob you and there's people who are just nasty. And yes, of course you want to have an aversion to those. But a lot of these people that I've had aversions to are not apparently bad or nasty or evil. Some of them are very gentle and kind um, or seem so. But then I've also understood that kind and gentle people can be very, very manipulative in this manner that their kindness and gentleness and I'm such a giver type of personality or projected personality is actually manipulative or it's not manipulative but it feeds into one of my patterns or both, a mixture of both. They are being manipulative and I happen to be especially vulnerable to their brand of being manipulative because of my patterns. So these people essentially are triggering certain patterns that I haven't learnt how to deal with and I don't have the words to resist their manipulations And so I'm more likely to cave in and do them a favor or cave in and spend time listening to some crap they're talking about and waste my time or not express my opinion truthfully when they're around because of some feeling that I'll hurt their feelings or that or that they'll resist me in some way that I don't know how to counter. So there's something there going on. Um, yeah, I remember in a book once I read about this young man who was in his late teens who'd gone on a voyage on one of those sea voyages that goes on for three years and on the sea voyage they picked up some two um, boys from an indigenous culture on an island somewhere and they were the chief's sons and they were they volunteered to come on the ship to go back to the home country which was either Holland or England I can't remember and this young man who was who was Dutch he um, the two boys tried to befriend him because they were of a similar age and he shut himself off from them even though he was tempted and he was lonely and he wanted friendship with them he shut himself off from them because he said he didn't want to associate with the doomed 
and he saw that they were doomed because once they arrived in Holland they were not going to manage and there was no way home and they were probably not going to survive or they were going to become depressed and, and dysfunctional. And I remember that phrase so clearly it really stuck with me because it showed me that to- toxic people, people we don't want to be with, don't have to be psychopathic evil, greedy, mean, whatever. They can be innocent. They can be innocent victims of circumstance, but they can still drag us down and they are still to be avoided and they still are a threat to our survival. Another um, example, analogy, is if you're creating a team, a group, a tribe and there's a survival scenario, you're going to go out into the bush and you really need to have your wits about you and you really need to have people with skills and capabilities on your team who may not be people you like or relate to, you're not going to choose someone who's weak and helpless and blames the world for their woes and is a victim because they will threaten your survival and the survival of your family. So this instinct to have aversions to certain people is a survival protective instinct that I need to learn how to trust more. Um, Beyond learning how to trust it, I also need to learn, I want to learn how to express it kindly and well. I want to respect the fact that I don't want this person in my life, even though they may be a delightful, sweet, kind person. I just don't want them in my life because they are, in a way, a threat to my survival. They will be... I remember being in a whitewater rafting canoe and there's 20 people and they've all got a paddle and the teacher gives us a 20-minute talk on what to do and then off we go and we have to listen to what he says and do it otherwise we could capsize and somebody could get killed and I hated that experience because these were all a mixture of people I'd never met before some of whom didn't listen to him didn't care didn't pay attention didn't do what they were supposed to and their presence in the boat threatened the lives of everyone in the boat And it's like that. So these people who we have aversions to, well, I'll speak for myself, but when I have aversions to people, I want to listen to that, honour it and respect it and learn some verbal or non-verbal ways of asserting my right and insisting on doing the action of avoiding those people and removing them from my life or keeping my contact with them to certain limited circumstances. So in short, there are such things as toxic people, but they're not necessarily objectively toxic. They're they're just toxic to me. They're perceived by me as a threat to my survival. And that is a, a genuine thing. And it is composed of partially features that they have, characteristics, habits, etc. that they have, and partially my patterns and core beliefs and things about me that are unresolved and that will change over time as I do resolve some of my patterns and core beliefs or change them into healthier ones. And so my aversions will change over time so that they'll be 
perhaps more accurate, more true aversions. And I'm perfectly aware that to somebody somewhere out there, probably quite a few people, I'm one of those toxic people and they wouldn't have me on their team and they wouldn't have me on their desert island and that's totally fine. Um, And sometimes it'll be a case of, oh, I wish I could be on their desert island because they're a great team and other times it'll be a case of, well, I don't want to be on their team anyway. And that's all okay. That's all a learning journey for me because as I get stronger and I get to be a better survivor and better at expressing my truth and better at modulating my vagus nerve and better at my motor patterns and nature connection and integrating my nervous system and functioning well in the world and being a fully healthy person, as I move towards that, my people that I find toxic will change and the people who wouldn't have me on their team would change and I'll be able to get onto better and better teams as I move towards that goal. Well, I hope this has been thought-provoking and interesting and not too much of a ramble. And I also wish you a wonderful day.